Coach Gibson. A.B., what's up? Loud and clear, you are heard. I am heard. Yep. I am heard. <laughs> what's going on? Nothing much, man. Enjoying my Friday here in Farmville. No complaints. How we doing over you on your end, man? All good over here. Went down to Mooresville for the weekend. Uh, catch up with the lady, see the family, and then get back to business uh, Monday morning. Very nice. Oh. Very nice. You got you got any plans this weekend? Anything you gonna get into? Uh, nothing crazy. I'm just gonna uh, little date night tonight. And then tomorrow, I hit up my guy Trey Ford at Trilogy. We're going to work out and then work out Sunday morning, too. And then I'll be back up. Wow. Look at but, you, man. Uh, you know, it, it's, good to, it's good to hit spots like Chipotle and uh, maybe like Cracker Barrel, um, the Chick-fil-A full menu, because they don't have those up in Farmville. <laughs> so I got to get in look, here. Look, man, we, we got what you need. Maybe not always what you want tonight. All the time, but we got what you need. That's true. We do. We're we're, we're working. We're working to get there. Working to get there. (laughs) I'm excited to be back on the pod, man. It's been a a little while since we've done this. It has, man. It's been a minute. It was like, uh, I think, March or April when we did it for the first time, I think. Um, But uh, for those listening, welcome to episode six of the Shoot Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Adam Brazel. We are joined again by Coach Bryson Gibson from Hampton Sydney College. Coach Gibson, anything new with you? What's going on? Yeah, you know, you know, everything is about the same as far as getting into this season and uh, working into this flow of, you know, got guys, got you got, got you guys back and um, excited about the year ahead and just trying to get prepared in every way possible and um, so on that front, everything's about the same, but on the life front, there, there's been a big change. Um, recently got engaged to my fiance, uh, Callie Yon, and so we're uh, excited about that. And you know, now going through this wedding planning process, which, um, yeah, it's everything that everybody's told me it was going to be. So, uh, we're just kind of tackling it day by day, man, and, and trying to get it all figured out, but we're excited about it. That's so awesome. That's so crazy too. Like life just goes by so fast that when like these big moments, like engagements and weddings happen, I can't imagine you just like probably just sit there and you're like, wow, this is like really happening right now. Yeah. It was, uh, it was funny because, you know, kind of how it all went down, at least in my mind, I had already knew when I was going to do it. Um, and so I was able to kind of prep myself. It was like a three month period because, I wanted to make sure I was out of the recruiting season. And so this year was back to normal. So June and July were, were, were crazy. And so I wanted to do it in August. And so I was able to kind of tell her family and my family about when I wanted, to, what I wanted to do and when I wanted to do it, but she had no idea. Um, and so everybody kept the secret. Um, but in my mind, I've already kind of processed all these different emotions and thoughts that I had leading up to the moment. But when I popped the question for her, to her uh she was in that total shock phase for about a week and so uh so then she's so i'm like yeah like let's start talking about the way she's like, no, no no i'm still like processing so i'm like yeah i, I get that because i already went through that already so it was interesting how it went how it played out but nonetheless um 
It's going down. It's going down. And I'm very happy for you, Gibby, because Callie's great. She's really cool. She's pretty. She's got shoe game. She's funny. And she's a hooper. Like, she, you got the complete <laughs> package, man. Hey, look, she, she, she definitely checks all the boxes. But on a shoe game, see, she gets <laughs> mad at me for my shoes. She's always like, you got too many shoes. But then she also is, is a little bit of a sneakerhead herself, but she won't admit to it. So I, I think I'm, I'm glad you said that because now hopefully she will fully embrace her sneakerheadness and not be on me as much. But she definitely does uh, love sneakers too. Yeah, she was dripping. She was wearing some blazer lows at the football game. I was like, those are clean. Like, I was really about to get those like a month ago. Um, hey, so. hey, 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 you know where she got the idea from, right? That would be you. Okay. I just logged yeah. on the same page. She gave creds. Page. She gave credit to you. Oh, she did? Okay. Well, yeah. That's that's a first. That doesn't normally happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gibby. Well, now that we're caught up with your life, I'm going to catch the pot up a little bit about what's going on with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is going? Tell them. Tell them. Yeah. I'll have to give them the rundown. So I, I signed an NIL deal um, with Bojangles Farmville. And so what that entails. Actually, maybe I'm not going to talk about exactly what it entails. I don't know if that's against the contract or not, but basically gift cards in exchange for social media posts. Um, and like uh, Jim Whitehead, who is the, uh, I guess, the manager of the Bojangles and then, or the owner of the Bojangles, and then Carlos, who's the manager, um, Miss Iris, Miss Tiffany, all the, all the staff there, like wonderful people. And so I love getting to know them and going to Bojangles like, two, three times a week for the last five weeks. Um, that's awesome. I love being signed to Bojangles. I love wearing Bojangles gear. If you're listening to this from Farmville, go get you Bo's chicken sandwich, or better yet, go get you the DJ. Oh, man. <laughs> Remind me what the DJ is. Okay, so the DJ is named after DJ Wright, number three, Hampton, Sydney, point guard, shooting guard. And precisely what it is, is a, it's a biscuit with sausage, cheese, and bacon. So no egg. Sausage, cheese, and bacon. Yeah, he said that he wanted it? like a lot of protein and, and meat on the on the biscuit. And he doesn't like eggs. Interesting. And so Have it you worked. tried it? Strange enough. It's like I did I did last night. I went and I was like, Yeah, uh, are you guys doing breakfast like all day? And they were like, Yeah, and I was like, Okay, can I get a DJ? They were like <laughs> Yeah, it was a long moment of silence. He was like, uh, yeah, yeah, the DJ. It's new to the menu, but it's the number one seller. So, um, well, if, he had to, if, he, if that guy had to think about it, I don't know if it's the number one seller, but that's I'll, let fair. You, I'll let you have that. I'll let you have it. That's fair. <laughs> and um, outside of Bojangles, I wrote my first article for the Tiger, which is Hampton Sydney's school newspaper uh, two weeks ago. I'll be writing another one. Basically, I do reviews of albums, um, all types of music. First albums I did was uh, Kanye West Donda and Drake CLB, both good albums. So um, if you want to check that out, I might post it to – Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Only good albums for for CLB? Is that what – only good or (laughs) – actually, no. Okay, no, I'm glad you said this. I'm glad you said this because – what I mean is at the time that I wrote it, I said they were good albums and okay. that was two weeks ago. And they've already both grown on me to the point where I would up each of their ratings one point. 
So okay, I, I think I gave uh, I gave CLB six and a half, and now I'd say it's a seven and a half to an eight, and then Don does eight and a half to a nine. Wow. So I would I just think they've both aged well in the two weeks, but things change, Gibby, and like in two months or two years, we'll really be able to tell. So well, it's hard it, to write a review like a week after they came out. Like, come on. <laughs> well, again, that is like I think the staying power of albums is such a like that's a big reason why an album either is a you know considered you know classic or how good the album really you know, how, how, how good the album stays relevant because it has to have staying power. You know what I mean? And only time, only reason, only way you find out is if you kind of give it time to breathe and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, give, it, give it time to settle. Right. Because especially when, I mean, for both artists too, like when you're that big of artists and when you drop something, like everybody's going to run to it. And so it's like the expectation level. I mean, it's usually at a point where you, you're probably not going to reach like because it's so high. So yeah. then people listen to it and go, oh, okay, okay. I like this, like this, like, I ain't really like this. And then over time, they're like, oh, this actually song is really good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think when you're that, you know, both of those guys, Kanye and Drake, are at a level where, you know, it takes, they're going to have the initial rush and they're going to have a, a usually staying power of an album because people will digest it for a while. That's facts. That's definitely facts. Um, and now, now that we've caught everybody up on our lives and what's new, let's hop into some NBA predictions for the 2021, 2022 season. Um, and we're just, let's just start it off. We'll go back and forth. Okay. Um, First question. Who do you think will have a breakout season this year? Well, let me, before we preface this by, you know, AB, this is, I'm in football mode right now as far as what I'm really watching right now. You know, my Titans playing, so I'm in full NFL mode. Um, so when you hit me with the pod and say, I'm going to NBA, you know, I was like, okay, now I got to do a little bit of research. And so um, as far as breakout player, um, you know, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm basing this off just doing some research today and thinking about it. Um, I think Lonzo Ball could have a big year for Chicago. Um, I think Chicago's a team right now with the signings that they've made in the offseason with DeRozan, uh, Alonzo, you know, bringing back, you know, Vucevic and Santa Caruso. Like, they're a team that I feel like, oh, that's a playoff team, right? You know, in the East, can they push to be in that top eight and maybe even push to be a top 16? And I think a lot of that would be contingent on the play Alonzo Ball. You know, and it's interesting because, you know, they got Kobe White there still, who, you know, Kobe, is, is, I think, is a natural scorer. You know, watching him play high school ball and watching him, you know, when you see him in the NBA, his best is when he's able to score me off the ball a little bit. I think that's where he's at his best. I mean, he's 6'5", you know, and it has a good frame. So I feel like with Lonzo and Caruso um, and that crew, I think he could actually have a, a, you know, be in a more natural scoring role. But I think Lonzo has a chance to have a breakout year. Um, I really think he he could he could do some big things. Who you got? I love that you said that because I thought about putting Lonzo, and I actually went with his backcourt mate Zach Levine. Wow! So we're going with two bulls. <laughs> yeah, <it's> kind of funny. <laughs> um, Zach's obviously had really good stats in the past, but they've been somewhat 
empty as far as translating to wins because he has had a, he hasn't had a ton of help around him. And so now that he's got, you know, like you said, Lonzo, DeRozan, um, even a guy like Caruso who did so much for the Lakers that went unnoticed during their championship run and last year, like now that they've actually built this team and they also have Vucevic, you know, like they've got guys that are like really good. Yeah. I think that his breakout year will come. I think he's going to be a solidified top three shooting guard by the end of the season. Top three. So you think he's if breaking he's guard? I'm not sure if he's a shooting guard or a small forward, but he's listed out with DeRozan. I guess he'll probably be a shooting guard and DeRozan will be the small forward though. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I think the Bulls are an interesting team. I think a lot of people think that they can make a jump, you know? And so I think for them, it's like, okay, this backcourt now you feel could be solidified. Like we said, we both picked those guys to be breakout players. So, yeah, I think I think they're a very fun team to, to follow this year. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of like their success is going to depend on their energy as a as a franchise and as a team. Sort of how we saw the Atlanta Hawks in the postseason this this past year. Like mm-hmm. they, they weren't the most talented team per se. They had a lot of talent, right? But they weren't like the Nets or even Philadelphia and they were able to play the Bucks to six games or even seven, I forget. And the, the Sixers beat the Sixers in seven because like their swag and their energy and just how they played on the court together. And so if the Bulls can click like that, I can see them making a similar jump that the Hawks made. If they don't have that. Yeah. Not going to go very far. Can I give you another guy? Or oh, I'm, I'm thinking about now, and I'm just going to do some rosters and thinking about some guys that they can make a jump. For sure. Um, you might like this one, too. But I think James Wiseman. I love it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you look at it from a standpoint, like, you know, going into that team and, you know, playing with Curry and Draymond. I mean, those – and the, the chemistry that those guys have in that system, I mean – it takes a little bit, you know, to learn. And he was kind of thrust into that situation with the, you know, unordinary year, you know what I mean? And and with his development and, and maybe how things would have transpired in a different way. But I really feel like, you know, him this year. Uh, this is second year, right? Was it yeah. year three? It's year two. What's that? It's year two for Wiseman, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so like. Going into year two, and and I'm sure he's probably put a lot of time into his game this offseason. You know, Golden State getting Clay back, um, Curry, Draymond. And if he, if Wiseman can find his way and, and really implement, um, you know, what he can bring to the table, a rim running big, protect protecting the rim, and providing that interior presence uh, with, with that crew, I mean, he could have a really big season and – that could be could ultimately be how Golden State can maybe make another finals run at it. You know what I mean? That... Totally. Yeah, like if he can play similarly to how DeAndre Ayton played for the Suns, not necessarily – because Ayton was – we talked about this. He's such a low-maintenance big that he'll, he'll get rebounds, catch lobs, make layups, block shots. He's not somebody who ever demands anything or, you know, ISOs unnecessarily, forces shots, forces plays. Like, if Wiseman can just be solid and improve at just being solid every game and every week and every month that goes by in the season, just getting better and better, 
at playing his role, then the Warriors have a legit chance to make a run at a championship, I think. Yeah, I mean, because they're going to need it. I mean, if they're going to make a run, and of course the Lakers out the West present, you know, issues in the front line, um, you know, you're going to have Jokic in Denver, right? So if you've got to run up against those guys, you're gonna, you want to have some interior presence. Um, so, I, yeah, and then, you know, even if you were to get to a finals, if you're facing Milwaukee or um, – I know the Nets don't have a center that you may – you, you may be fearful, but, you know, just having that presence against those scores, you know, Harden and Durant getting to the rim, Kyrie, you're going to need that. You know what <laughs> I mean? So Wiseman is definitely going to be a fun one to watch. This That's year. exactly right. Yeah. Um, so do you have any crazy prediction for maybe, like, who might be the MVP this year? Or are you thinking it's probably going to be somebody who's won it before or somebody who's already, like, a top player in the league? Yeah, I- this one's, you know, so let me actually do do this right quick. Um, I just want to see, because in my mind right now, um, you know, when I look at the MVP, when I try to predict, I guess, MVP guys, I look at guys, okay, who has something to really prove, you know, and who's already ascending, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the name that comes to mind for me right now, and I don't know if it's a lazy pick, but I think Luca, you know, going into this year, you know, he had the, you know, Slovenia, you know, they came up short in the Olympics. Um, he came up short again in the first round of the playoffs. But I mean, he's playing at a high level. I mean, he only played against the Clippers, so you're only gauging his playoff performances against one team. But I think he's shown like he has the ability to really carry. But now it's like, can you put it all together, you know, and going into, you know, this would be now year, this is year four for him, right? Him and Trey year four and seeing the success that Trey had in the playoffs, right. You know, making that run. And again, I know odd year, but still Trey was the, you know, he was the the story of the postseason. And so I think Luca now is, I mean, He's, he's definitely shown he's been an all-ABA first-team guy. Like he, Everybody knows who he is, but I think taking that step and put it all together for MVP season and then hopefully that transcending into, you know, maybe a conference finals appearance, you know, in this year. I mean, because the West, yeah, yes, the, you got the Lakers. Um, but then after that, it gets very interesting to who's going to be kind of be that next team, you know? Yep. So I think there's a chance for Luka to make, make a splash. Would you – what you got? I have Luca as well, Gibby. So, <laughs> like, um, and you pretty much explained my reasoning too. So I'm over here listening, waiting to see if you're going to say the same things I'm thinking, and you pretty much hit it on the head. He has something to prove after Trey Young was the catalyst of the Hawks' postseason run. Um, like, he he's lost twice in a row in the first round, close series that probably could have gone his way. Um, he. He really struggled in the fourth quarters against the Clippers of the games that they lost. Yeah. Um, despite having absurd stats throughout. And then losing with Slovenia after leading them to the what did they finish third or fourth? I think they finished they fourth. Australia beat them. Australia Mills. Oh, yeah, summer. Patty Mills with like forty two and nine on them. <laughs> yeah, he did. Patty, somebody said Patty Mills turns into Allen Iverson when he plays in FIBA. <laughs> yeah. 
Those are facts, though. Yeah. Those are facts. Yeah. All right. Well, 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 I'm looking at just like the the betting odds, just, you know, what people are thinking for NBA MVP. And like, yeah, I mean, Luke is the favorite. And I didn't know that until looking at this. And I don't think you did either. So, like, Luke is the favorite by betting odds. And you have Durant, um, Giannis, Steph, Joel Embiid. Um, I'm here for Steph. Like, I'm here for that as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest – I mean, going into this year, it's going to be about, okay, we we saw a year of, of how health really turned the season upside down. Yeah. And so, for a lot of these guys, I think there's a lot of capability for these guys. I mean, to, to I mean, even like a guy like – I mean, you know, if you're telling me that Embiid can, can, can put, put together – I mean, he was an MVP guy until he got hurt. I mean, everybody was going to give him the trophy until he got hurt. Now, Jokic was – the beneficiary of playing in, I think all eight, all all eighty two games, right? Seventy two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and won MVP and and should have, right? But yeah. for Embiid, it's like, yeah, man, Embiid. You know, if he puts it together, yeah, he's the guy that you know you, you probably feel confident about. But yeah, maybe interesting MVP. You know, I think it's just about who's who's that guy who has the chip. So I think that's why Lucas is a is a favorite a lot of people. Because I think people know this is a big year for him. Um, to try to get it done. Yeah, and I, I just think that my argument for Steph would just be that, like, what I saw from him last year, especially in April and May, is it simply made me, like, never doubt him ever again. Like, I'm never going to be like, that's, you know, like, or I'm never just going to be like, oh, he won't win MVP, or it's unlikely that he wins MVP, or it's unlikely they win a championship. Because, like, with him, I really never know anymore. Like, or like yeah. I hope the outcome, and I I never want to doubt him. So, um, I just yeah. like I remember watching this one game in my dorm, and I think he had twenty three points with six minutes. Uh, let me think. I think he had twenty twenty six points with like six minutes and fifteen seconds left in the fourth quarter against Philly in Philly. Yeah. Finished with 49. <laughs> and I sitting there with my mouth, like my draw, my jaw dropped, mouth wide open, just being like, what is going on? It was well, the thing ever. It'll be interesting to see with him and Clay kind of get back on the same page. And like, does Steph make a conscious effort to really try to get, get Clay going and get his confidence back, you know? Cause like, I think Steph, understands the only way to title is if Clay's at like at least 85% of what he was before, which I don't know if that's unrealistic or not. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We haven't seen Clay in two years and yeah. he's had two really, you know, pretty bad injuries. So it'd be interesting because, you know, I think Curry, again, he's already proven that he's, you know, one of the best in the game and all time great. And yes, he could go out there, like you said, average 30 and put on these crazy shooting performances, but is that the best thing? for them to be the best team by the end of the year. You know what I mean? And eventually how, how he kind of paces himself in the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, fun fact, I have not seen Clay Thompson play a basketball game in, uh, since my since, – uh, since the summer going into my senior year of high school. <laughs> and crazy. I'm a sophomore in college. So it's been a while. Crazy. I miss him dearly. The game misses him. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Clay.
So now that we've talked a little bit about players' predictions, let's talk about some team predictions real quick. So who do you think the top five teams in the league in order are going into this season? Top five. And maybe it's not even based on just regular season record, but like teams that you trust will go far into the playoffs. You think these are just objectively the best teams? Yeah. Well, you know, starting at the top, I mean, I think the top three to me are, are pretty easy. Um, I don't know what order, but let me just give you the top three. I think Brooklyn, the Bucks, and the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, are the top three. You know, Bucks being the defending champs, who I think people are already starting to overlook. You know, I think people are already saying, all right, yeah, I mean, you guys won last year, but, you know, the Nets, if they were healthy, which, again, there's probably some truth to that, but they won it, so you can't just discount the, the defending champs. Um, and then Brooklyn, of course, Lakers. Um, and after that, I mean, yeah, it gets interesting for me. Um, I mean, you have that mix of, you know, can Phoenix, you know, are they still – I mean, they brought back everybody from the finals team that – I, I even think people are, are maybe even writing them off a little bit. I mean, I don't know if Chris Paul and, and you know how big a fan I am of Chris Paul. I'm I'm not sure if he maybe has the same exact statistical season that he had this past year. Mm-hmm. But I also would say that their young players that they have in the roster have a chance to get a lot better. Like you saw Cam Johnson was playing at the end of the playoffs, Bridges, you know, Aiden has another level, I think, Booker. So like if those guys take us take a step, right? Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul is still kind of doing his thing, then why couldn't they be another team that we'll look out for, you know, for the finals appearance? Um, yep. So they would be in the mix for me. Um, I think Golden State, again, we just talked about them at length. Like, they have an ch- opportunity if they can be healthy and bring those guys back. Um, you know, I I, I, I don't want to say this team, but I, I beat the talent, though. Well, actually, you know what? Never mind. I no, forgot. no, Sam, say it. No, I, well, I forgot that Kawhi is out until like January, isn't he? Yeah, did... Kawhi might be out the whole year, actually. I think. Yeah, so you just don't know what the Clippers, so I can yeah, TBD. Can... Yeah, yeah. So for me, yeah, those are probably my five, and then, you know the Utah Jazz, uh, you know, in that mix, you know, the Heat, but my, but my five would probably be Milwaukee, Lakers, Nets, Warriors, and probably the Suns. Yo, that's that's crazy scary though. Like I wrote down seven teams, and those were those were five of my seven. Those five or seven. Who yeah. So my two? order, my order goes: L.A., Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Miami, Golden State, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, I think Atlanta is like that. I really do. Okay, tell me why. What do you What are you thinking? I see – I just – like, I talked about the energy earlier. I see so much of, like, a young Golden State team in them. Not not because Trey Young plays anything like Steph Curry because he really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And not because, you know, like, Kevin Kevin Herter is anything like Clay Thompson. Like, those comparisons are kind of inaccurate. But just, just simply because they're young and they have, like, this energy and they had, like, an inexperience last year. Like, nobody was really experienced on their team. And yet they just like like blazed through the playoffs, and people were just like, "Wow!" Like they kept doubting them at every turn and every point, and then they just overcome and overcome. And so I like Atlanta. I just love their energy. And, well, uh, well, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, re-signing John Collins was big. Huge. You know, it was huge because, you know, making that commitment and bringing him back. And, yeah, I mean, I think now we'll see how mature this Atlanta team is because you caught everybody by storm. So now you have expectation. Yep. Which which that's always different when playing with expectation. Um, You know, Trey, you know, Young being a guy now that's definitely propelled himself as – one of the top point guards in the game. Like I would say, regardless of, you know, like not just young point guards, you want top point guards in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think they're, they're be interesting to watch. Uh, any love for Boston? Do you think, or you think that ship is sailed with the Tatum Brown experience? I don't think it's sailed for those two. I just don't think this is their time right now. Yeah. I just think they need a couple more years to get the pieces right. Um, I don't think I don't think Schroeder or Schroeder will do it at the one. I don't. I mean, is he their starting one right now, or maybe Peyton Pritchard, one of them two? Yeah, right now on their roster, I'm looking at the roster. They have Chris Dunn, Peyton Pritchard, Tremont Waters, Carson Edwards. Wow. Um, and I don't see I don't see Schroeder. They signed Schroeder. Where did he go? I can't I can't remember where Schroeder went. I mean, look, I'll look it up. Could Boston. Let me see. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Oh, he did sign with Boston. Yep. Okay. So, I don't know what on this roster maybe I, I have. They don't have updated. But, yes. So, Schroeder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that'll be an interesting team. You know, new, new head be, yeah. coach. Um. In the East, where I, I definitely think Boston – I mean, yeah, I think Milwaukee and the Nets are the two top teams right now. But them, the the Heat, you know. Yeah, Philadelphia too. Philadelphia. Those yeah. three Those three in Atlanta are in the same tier to me, I think. And then, and yeah. then Brooklyn and Milwaukee. So those should be the top six seeds, to be honest. Yeah. In the East. And then in the West – um, I was actually talking to Tully about this. And Tully said he was saying basically that LA has got a pretty clear shot to the to the finals, and I agree. Um, outside, yeah. of, I mean Murray isn't Murray out for the season or out for a while? I think I think they're gonna bring him back kind of slowly though. So Murray's out for a while. That basically eliminates the Nuggets as a serious championship contender in my eyes. Same thing goes for the Clippers without Kawhi. And then you got Luca, who doesn't really have a like solid second option. You got the Rockets, who are no longer relevant because Harden left, Westbrook left, Chris Paul left. Like all these stars have left and gone yeah. through. Houston's not even a team anymore, and they used to be atop the West every year. And then like Phoenix, like you said, is kind of a wild card, even though they had a great year last year. Was it a fluke? Is Chris Paul too old? Will the young guys develop? Like I think Phoenix was solid, but it could. Things could go south for them. Yeah. So it really is a question of like, like LeBron should easily, LeBron and the Lakers should easily make the finals this year, in my eyes. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I could see getting the Lakers' way, which, again, I'm not betting against them. We have no evidence of this yet, but I will, I guess, I think we have seen a, a regression in LeBron, but not enough to freak out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he hasn't had like, oh my God, he doesn't have it anymore. It's like, yeah, you, 
he may not have it for 48 minutes, but I think he still has enough in the tank, especially, you know, if, if AD is healthy and, you know, the Russell Westbrook. Here's the one thing I, I think people are a little bit missing about Russell Westbrook, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan, especially when it comes to playoffs and in pressure moments and his decision-making in those games. Mm-hmm. But one thing I think that people are missing the boat on, which I think could really pay a lot of dividends, you know, in the playoff time, is he's a he's his energy and effort, especially in regular season games, are almost unmatched. Yeah, like what he brings to every game, you know, and how he almost wills his team, you know, to win games that probably doesn't matter, you know, some, to a certain extent, you know, you play that back to back. And you're playing a team that's, you know, outside of playoffs and like nobody probably wants to play that game. But Russell Westbrook, no, we're going to play this game, you know. Yep. And I think for the Lakers team, that's going to be big because LeBron definitely has to pace himself at this point in his career. And I think if Russell uh, Russell Westbrook, not Russell Wilson, <laughs> can can propel them in those games and keep them, you know, really pushing along while LeBron can kind of pace, I think that could allow LeBron to be – pretty fresh for the postseason, which that's really what he's eyeing at this point in his career. I agree. I, I really do. I, and I like Westbrook with them. I really do. Who mm-hmm. is your who is your NBA champion prediction right quick? <sighs> God. I've got L.A. You've got L.A. Yeah, I still think LeBron's the best in the game right now. Mm. I mean, man, yeah, this is a tough because I'm sitting here looking at okay, okay, Brooklyn Nets are, I think, if you knew you you could get sixty games out of them as far as their big three playing together, and then if you knew they could at least have a healthy or somewhat healthy postseason, I would feel pretty good about making that bet. But it's too risky, you know, at least right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and then Milwaukee Bucks. Is there a championship hangover? I mean, you've already won a championship, Milwaukee, so you've already kind of did, did what you had to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is it is, is is there another level for that team and that core? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I, I'm wasting time because I don't know what I what I want to say. But I will say, as of today, I will go with the Los Angeles Lakers. But I I really don't have a lot of confidence in a pick right now, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and that's fine. We're still early. Season hasn't even started, so. Yeah, back on here periodically though. But um, let's let's go ahead and move on from NBA predictions and wrap things up with our first ever podcast draft. So basically, this draft is I'm super excited about it because it's okay. super entertaining to listen to. And uh, JJ Reddick's podcast, The Old Man and the Three, they do it at the end of every podcast, and it's just these really they're almost funny. Um, creative drafts. And so the draft for me and Gibby today is the it's titled coaches from TV shows and movies. So we're trying to draft the best coaches um, fictional or non-fictional from TV shows and movies to create a starting five kind of not, not a, you know, just create five, pick the five best coaches. And so as my guest, Gibby gets first pick. I get the first pick. Yes. Well, if I get the first pick, I'm taking no one other. Oh, God. Coach Carter. 
Oh, that's a that's a great pick, man. I I, I have I just have to take Coach Carter, uh, because he's named his he named his defenses after his sister, nagging sisters, which I can relate to. Uh, I love you, I love you, Tiffany. But you, there were days where I thought you were the most naggiest person in the world, and so naming that your defenses after that is just genius. Uh, so, Coach Carter, he's number one pick. All right, my number one pick will be Herman Boone from Remember the Titans. Ah, <laughs> good. Pick. All right, back to you, Gibby. Okay. Um. If this guy counts as a coach, I got to take Eric Tate. No, 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 no. I got to take Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid. Yeah, that counts. That counts. Mr. Miyagi. Karate yeah. Kid. All right. <laughs> Dang. You, you you let one guy slip out right there. Yeah, I did. Didn't I? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to get one because I know that this will make us laugh. Um I'm going to go with the greatest coach in East L.A. history, Coach oh. Mosley <laughs> from, from Last Chance U. That's, that's such a great pick. It's such a great pick, man. I so slept that. on. No, he's not slept on. I, I just, that, that should be my next pick, honestly. Yeah. yeah. If I had Coach Carter and Coach Mosley, I think my team would have been set for it. <laughs> it would have been wraps. Oh, okay. That's a good pick. All right. My next pick. Yeah, I almost slipped it out, but I'm definitely going with him now. I got to go Eric Taylor. Friday. Dang it, man. You got Coach Taylor. Taylor. Got to go Coach Taylor. Dude, I've been watching Friday Night Lights like crazy lately. Yeah, man. I need need to get back on it. He's he's a legend. All right. I'm going to take Rocky from the Creed movies. Oh. Yep. Okay. That's pretty good. Can't get mad at that. We each have one basketball coach, one football coach, and one mixed martial arts trainer. <laughs> oh, okay. So let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I got to think about this. Who's coming next? Oh, actually, this is easy. This is easy. Is it? I'm I'm taking my guy from Glory Road. What's I'm taking my guy from Glory Road. I forget his name, but I love that movie. Yeah, Don Haskins. Well, that's the coach in the movie. He but he played, but I'm taking Don Haskins. I'm taking Don Haskins from Glory Road. All right. That's a good pick. It is not as good, however, as my next pick, which is not only just a coach. But he was a player and the general manager. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Moon. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. <laughs> <laughs> Jack White would love that pick. Stretch, if stretch if you're listening. Yeah, that's like his favorite movie I heard. <laughs> makes, makes total sense, too. He is Jackie Moon. Exactly. Exactly. Good pick. Good pick. All um, right. Your last pick. Who you got? Last pick. Man, this has got to be good. Cause, um, uh, 
See, I want to say this one guy, but I haven't seen the show yet, but I heard he's amazing in it. But my gosh, I can't do that. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with The Rock in Gridiron Game. Wow. Yeah, you like that one, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I used Come to on, watch that one when I was little, actually. Oh, a yeah. One. That's a good one. All right. My final pick is Whitey Durham from One Tree Hill. The, oh, the head that's coach of the One Tree <laughs> Okay. Here's the thing about Whitey. He coached for 40-plus years and only won one state championship, though. <laughs> like, not that great of a coach, statistically speaking. Well, you know, he Nathan Scott came through there, and – he was trying to reel him in, but Nathan was too far gone. Him and his dad, Dan, they wouldn't let Whitey coach him up. Yeah. Golly, what Whitey, a legend. A le- but but what's really important is just the life lessons he taught. Like, And that's why I drafted him on my squad. So to review, Gibby took Coach Carter, Mr. Miyagi, Eric Taylor, Coach Haskins, and The Rock. And I took Herman Boone. Coach Mosley, Rocky, Jackie Moon, and Whitey Durham. And so that wraps up our podcast for today. I've got to head to Pisces to meet my girlfriend for dinner. And Gibby, I just want to thank you for joining me today because this was an absolute pleasure and it was a blast. Oh, man. As always, man, I appreciate the invite. And, yeah, man, I hope you enjoyed your dinner and enjoy your weekend, man. And we'll Will do, you. man. You too. I'm going to have to get Coach Liv on here soon. Oh, man, that'll be a treat. <laughs> all right, Gibby. You take care, man. All right, AB. Peace. See you.